hey, drama makes better news. All right, we, lo we're, we love to rubberneck. I give you one word. Ornithorhynchus. That escalated quickly. You know what I'm saying? You are the best kept secret in the universe. Lots of luck in this trip to the moon. This is the Brian Suits Show. Uh, we've got dueling court uh, situations happening right now, both involving uh, Trump, uh, AM770, KTTH, and they're, I got to say they're both really exciting. Uh, Donald Trump is expected at the defendant's table in a Manhattan courtroom on Thursday for a conference. This hour could, could confirm he'll be tried next month for allegedly falsifying hush money repayment records. The first criminal trial of a former U.S. president. At the same hour as we speak in Atlanta, Georgia, a team of Trump's lawyers will appear with some of his co-defendants for a hearing in the separate indictment in which Trump and others are accused of a scheme. There, <clears throat> um, actually, right now is the, the hearing about the prosecutor, Fonnie Willis, um, and misappropriation of funds, uh, the, the hiring of an attorney uh, who's not qualified in any way, shape, or form, except that she's his boyfriend, but not his boyfriend until after he was divorced and then renting a house and him paying him lavishly out with state funds and then him taking her on vacations to the Jamaicas and the Bahamas and the Virgin Islands, stuff like that. Is it a conflict of interest? So the, so this was, I was fascinated to learn by that uh, that one lawyer who swore a week ago he would never be back on MSNBC because he told the truth uh, about a special prosecutor having to justify why he wasn't charging Biden. And he said, because he's, he's a doting old man with a bad memory. So anyway, he said that it's a conflict of interest if there's an economic outcome of the trial for the prosecutor, uh, what this is, this is just bad management. This is just ethics um, in, in, in this thing. And if you're wondering, uh, are, are, are you going to bore us with uh, any, any, any of the proceedings? And, and that's the thing. I think people have in their mind um, law and order, right? Is that, that's the one with, it starts with, you're on the street. You have the criminal. They the the photogenic cops bust them, and then at the end of the hour, there's a dun dun. There's a trial, right? That's law and order. I yes, that's law and order. I, I haven't watched a procedural at all since I've interacted with actual lawyers in actual courtrooms. Because believe me, there's no dong dong, and it's not exciting. And uh, here's my proof. Let's see how it goes. And again, Mr. Bradley, I'll ask if you can just give a pause in between each question to allow counsel the opportunity to object before answering. I have your honor. Thank you, Judge. I Did, object. Was the witness warned or anything? So this is the guy who was his law partner. Okay, so the boyfriend lawyer prosecutor on Fonnie Willis's team, his partner became his divorce lawyer. And uh, yeah, there you go. Even I'm... Uh, at this point, I raise my hand and I say, Your Honor, why am I even on this jury? And there's not even a jury uh, in this one. Okay, so that's my side. It's boring and I'm not going to subject you to any more of it. And so. I believe he was. Great. Thank you. I'm sorry. Good morning, Mr. Bradley. How are you? It, it all uh, is, is I, I mean, if if you're tired of hearing of it, uh, hearing about it, uh, you should be me. You want um, uh, you want a great Trump. Trump went, he went extemporaneous. He went improv uh, last night. Um, everything from, and by the way, <clears throat> for the record, when they're saying, oh my God, Trump wants to do foreign aid as a loan. Okay, Lend-Lease was a loan. 
You're paying that back. The first country that paid us back for like such as the World War II, such as was Norway. The last was the UK. Like in 1991, I'll find it. I'll source that. I'll show you my receipts. Um, those were loans. Yeah, Russia, those were loans. They they never even thought of it. Um, they actually did pony up some stuff. Because uh, part of Lend-Lease was, look, if you're not using the thing, give us back the thing. So like in the late 50s, they gave back some obsolete prop planes or something like that. All very cynical. But uh, anyway, here's your um, here's your uh, 45 seconds of Trump uh, tying together four different threads. I love that. He then proposed giving countries foreign aid as a loan mm. before losing his trade. And I didn't make a speech. I looked at the numbers. I said, these numbers are terrible. Nobody's paying their bills. One of the heads of the country stood up and said, does that mean that if we don't pay the bills, that you're not going to protect us. I said, that's exactly what it means. So, and, and so if that sounds familiar, that's that story he told because he's in South Carolina, he's in front of a South Carolina crowd. And you, you know, that that is effectively what it is that uh, it's um, it because no head of state stands up and, uh, and says, sir. Okay. So that's, that's just simply how, how the world works um, on, uh, on that. But uh, anyway, he gets to golf. When I came in, I didn't make a speech. I looked at the numbers. I said, these numbers are terrible. Nobody's paying their bills. One of the heads of the country stood up and said, does that mean that if we don't pay the bills, that you're not going to protect us? I said, that's exactly what it means. Exactly. I'm not going to protect you. And that's the reason he tells that story, because the, the crowd of yokels in South Carolina, no one's going to yell, that's not how NATO works. They're going to go, woo, stick it to those cheese-eating Europeans. And, and, I mean, it's a good campaign move. The money, if they can make it, they pay us back. If they can't make it, they don't have to pay us back. Loan them the money. Put it as a form of a loan. Why should you just hand it over to them? Do it as a form of a loan. I do that with athletes. They can't quite, you know, like a professional golfer who I think is very good. They don't have any money, but they have a lot of talent. I'll say, here's the deal. I did it with a number of people. Here's the deal. What I want to do, professional golfer, play golf. And, uh, and then CNN and MSNBC want names. It's none of their business and uh, the whole thing. Um, if, if, like, if up-and-coming athletes could sell shares, you know, and you, you got a share of the winnings, I, I, like GoFundMe or something, I think that would be a good idea. But anyway... Still talking, still talking about foreign aid, and, and and honestly, in front of a crowd of anybody, any a, any candidate that sits there lecturing your ear off about foreign aid, people are going to start sneaking out the back. I mean, really? So you can you can say something that never never happened. You can say, oh yeah, then then they said, uh, what if we we don't pay? You don't you don't pay dues for NATO and the whole thing. But no one wants to hear that. They want to hear that somebody stood up to those snotty Europeans. And that's the punchline of the story. I play very nice. Did you see the picture of me, the horrible picture with the stomach out to here? That was, so what I do is I'm putting up today a picture of me actually, what I actually look like hitting a ball, smashing the freaking ball. And you'll see quite, I wouldn't say slim. I wouldn't say slim, but not bad. But the ball does go far. I would say it goes about nine times further than Biden can hit it nine times. So there you go. Always politicizing his golf stories <laughs> or whatever.
So the crowd goes crazy because he hits it and he nearly drops an F-bomb and the whole thing. And, and for the record, by the way, uh, South Carolina is one of the world's epicenters of golf. And wait, you just count cards. You don't golf, right? No, I do golf. I was on the high school golf team. The uh, friend of mine who married a PGA uh, female golfer. Fancy. Yeah. I mean, how's that for a, a ticket to a sweet ride? I caddy for my my wife and 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 you know you don't have to come in first place to make a living she, you know she comes they she's made a living coming in third place and only things right they, they lived lived on uh, Kiowa Island which is one of South Carolina's offshore islands wor- world class golf there and he lived there for like 10 years he said he said loved it and the whole thing so that's that's my that's my uh, folksy anecdote about someone I know who who uh, who golfed in in uh, South Carolina. So he can he can vouch that uh, there's golf courses in South Carolina. That's where the the crowd goes wild. Did when you he, see the story when today? He says, says frick that uh, CBS announcer Vern Lundquist is going to retire after broadcasting his final Masters this April. Sort of an iconic uh, sport. Now he retired caster. from the football. Last year, uh, possibly, I yeah. think so. He just has one of those voices where you know it the second yeah. you hear it instantly. I am just, I can't wait till Jim Nance uh, retires. Actually, look like hitting a ball, smashing the freaking ball. There you go. That's that's what I say, and that's what you say in South Carolina to get people to go like this. And you see, quite. I wouldn't say slim. So I mean, that's that's the thing. I'm under no impressions. That that story is true, but I also know why he does it. Uh, I know that he holds a crowd, and that uh, I also know that in the past we've done foreign aid, especially during conflict, uh, as as loans. And but wait, you can know it all. I want it all, and I want it now. Know it all. First thing. If you want to loan uh, Ukraine money for their own defense, they will sign that loan, by the way. Or, or you can do it the way China does. You can rob them of natural resources. Uh, most of the world's helium, known reserves of helium, are in Ukraine. You need helium to make computer chips. So Taiwan needs Ukraine. We need Ukraine. And we'll trade them helium for Excalibur rounds or something, uh, right? And they would take it. They would better them themselves, but we don't do that because that's mean spirited. Because in America, we just give the aid away. Which, by the way, uh, they laugh at us in Beijing because they're they're busy uh, robbing many undeveloped uh, Asian countries of their natural resources when they miss a payment uh, and stuff like that. Uh, thing one, <clears throat> the Washington Post today: After border bill failure, ICE considers mass releases to close budget gap. Th- this is Operation Pissed Off Mayorkas. Because ICE is part of Homeland Security, uh, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement has drafted plans to release thousands of immigrants and slash its capacity to hold detainees after the failure of a Senate border bill that would have erased a $700 million budget shortfall, uh, according to four officials at ICE and the Department of Homeland Security. Um, and so it, it also, by the way, they're angry because that that bill included when you— when they say, well, you know, the very conservative Border Patrol Union uh, endorsed the uh, the bill. Well, because it included a raise for them. So if you're wondering about the politics of this, let's go to Tom Harmon, uh, former director of ICE, who has massaged the budget before. Are they all of a sudden, without that bill, 
they can't afford, they can't shift the budget around and keep detainees detained? First of all, Secretary Mayorkas asked for a $700 million budget cut for ICE this year. Now all of a sudden they're claiming there's a budget shortfall. He also has asked for uh, less detention beds. Well, we have 34,000, he only asked for 25,000. But the bottom line is, ICE is releasing thousands of people every month anyways, under the radar. So they want to flip this grip and blame the Republicans for not passing this border security bill. But the, the fact is, I was in headquarters the last nine years of my career. Eight of those years, eight of the nine, right. we reprogram money to buy more detention capability. They can do that. So there's no reason to do this. There's always a way to m shift the money around and uh, the whole thing. Thing two. Second thing. I don't know if you people know this, but there's a bear on somebody's back deck in North oh, Bay. You are... Check out this video of viewer sent in this video of a bear on her porch. Look at that bear. You can see the bear standing anyway, up. Anyway, it's very amusing, but not as amusing as thing three. Third thing. Should I go full Tucker? I, I you know what? They, they Stalin and the other communist bigwigs in the 30s and 40s discovered that there was a flavor of Westerner that would come and excuse any sort of excess or or believe any coat of paint, uh, you know, on or on the razor wire, and this appears to be Tucker right now uh, on on this one. <clears throat> um, and wait, and, and source me on this. When what year did Stalin die? Fifty three or fifty four? Mm, oh wow, you think it's one of those two years, huh? Yeah. Do, do, do. He died in nineteen fifty three. Fifty three. Joseph. Uh, Jugendfilly in 1953, known as Stalin. Uh, anyway, so uh, Tucker went to a Stalin-era Russian uh, subway station, the underground Metropole, uh, Metropolitan Station in, in Stalin. And these are legendary, by the way. Standing in front of the Kievskaya Metro Station and this train station next to it. Now, the Metro Station was built by Joseph Stalin 70 years ago. And the question is, how's it doing now, after 70 years? So we went into it to take a look, and what we found shocked us. There's no graffiti. And guess what? It's clean and all that. You, here's the thing. <clears throat> take me to Moscow. I will show you where the vomit-filled marble bathrooms full of passed-out drunken men are. Um, and, you know, Putin offers order is what he does. And so go sniff his bike seat or something. Uh, because the, the the guy banked $200 billion in his war chest before he invaded Ukraine because he knew the West would go at him. His economy grew by 3% last year, but he's he's still a, an SOB, and he still enriches his friends. Uh, it's just a, there's no call for political change in Russia because, believe it or not, some people like the guy. It doesn't make him a good guy, by the way. Um, the fact that you can't have, like, decent brands of stuff like the rest of Europe is is not any of Tucker's concern. And coming to a Russian grocery store, the heart of evil, and seeing what things cost and how people live, it will radicalize you against our leaders. That's how I feel anyway, radicalized. We're not making any of this up, by the way, at all. Okay, well, eat drinks. <laughs> disclaimer at the end. Drink the cartons of apricot juice from Angushetsha. Please enjoy. All right, but try to run the Tucker Carlson show in Moscow. Try, try to. How about you know? And I, I saw that interview. How about asking him a tough question? 
Um, Even when Putin thought it was a softball interview. Yeah. You know, but when, when he sits there and says some complete hooey, like, well, Zelensky's dad was a Nazi, not fact-checking him that Zelensky's dad wasn't born until after World War II, and he's he, as Jewish as Zelensky is. So that would have been hard, but uh, any, anyway, enough of that. That was And that was thing three. Fourth thing. Fourth thing. Uh, Putin has endorsed uh, a, a choice in the 2024 presidential election. Biden or Trump? Biden. He's a more experienced, more forecastable. Saying he's old school and predictable, and that that to me is uh, the death knell. Because uh, and and he uh, Biden is old school and he is entirely predictable. You just have to give him a little a little win that he can talk about on TV, just like any uh, any congressperson. And you can all all kinds of privations can occur as long as you say. Um, all right, I'll release a couple hundred people um, from my my uh, slave camp. And, and by the way, Gulag is not Russian for prison. All of you, um, all all you crap house lawyers, Gulag is an acronym, uh, and it still is used today. Gulag is the network of prisons that the Russians use. It doesn't mean prison. It, it means a bad scene. Just like NASA doesn't mean man on the moon. Gulag is the acronym of the administration, the bureaucracy that that administers uh, Russia's prison system, which of all the institutions in Russia that uh, never got over their Soviet drunk, they're still on the hangover. The KGB is one, but they're slowly getting over it because their guys in charge. But the Gulag is number two, and they're getting over it real fast because... Uh, Putin robbed the prisons of all their men between 18 and 48 for his army. Well, the gulag system is self-funding because they go out and they cut trees and they dig coal and they mine salt. I mean, they really do that. They they are the grunt work for all Soviet and post-Soviet construction. And the money goes right back into the pockets of the guys running the prison. That's how that works. So anyway, stop with the yeah, he's in, you're not in a gulag. You can be in the gulag system. But it's like <clears throat> the BOP. The US Federal Bureau of Prisons is the BOP. If you're in the BOP, you're in the BOP. So there you go. That that should be like things five, six, and seven right there. That's so much stuff. Um thing seven. Fifth thing. Well, there is a uh, the the state attorney general has a Task force on people stealing stuff. I I, I didn't know this, but um, they're about to put on a trial of person uh, responsible for. Let me get it. Let me get this straight. Two hundred thousand dollars worth of uh, shoplifting. <clears throat> this is Bob Ferguson's uh, baby, and most of it is from Ulta. U L T A. I've seen the stores, but I've never got in them because it's women's makeup. And what they do, and what what, and this this is a scam. They're they're not like stealing gum. They're stealing stuff in the original packaging that can then be resold. So I I would like to know: Has any attorney general thought about offer up? Maybe a a, a restraining order on offer up. What's the other one? Well, I guess I guess Craigslist. Is Cra- Craigslist has done a job on cracking down. Though I don't know how you can because you can't. You can't like check the provenance unless you. I, I would I would say <clears throat> uh, maybe one idea would be to show a receipt for the thing you're selling. 
on offer up i don't know if they do but i mean that is what happens that's where your stolen mountain bike uh, or the stuff that's shoplifted goes it goes on offer up and craigslist because no one shows up and says a hundred dollars for an ipad an ipad pro that's crazy i'm going home no you buy the ipad show me that receipt uh or something but um <clears throat> all right uh back in a second um the uh, the weather overnight was uh, a headline uh, had a little effect uh, your traffic your drive uh, that and more local stuff when we come back right after this am 770 ktth Seven seventy KTTH brand suits here, and uh, lithium uh, is uh, the coin of the realm right now. Th th there was a time about ten years ago, as China was busy buying a whole bunch of American strip mines that did rare earth, like molybdenum and lithium and others and things like that. It's science, molybdenum, and I said it right, by the way. It, and the the geologic industry calls it Molly be damned. But uh, anyway, but they keep finding it. And that's the thing. They they just keep finding it. Just a couple of days ago, there was a story about how the Great Salt Lake in the great state of Utah can be basically churned uh, 80,000 gallons per minute and lithium can be extracted. And that's a neat thing. And then you take all of the lithium in all the mines in all of China and all of Russia, and it still doesn't equal what was the mother load in Wyoming. If managed wisely, the discovery at Halleck Creek will make the U.S. the world's indispensable mineral supplier. Um, and that is if we can get out of our own way. Uh, the discovery of 2.34 billion metrics, uh, metric tons of rare earth elements near Wheatland, Wyoming. A signal is, but it's between uh, Cheyenne and uh, and Gillette. You know, uh, signals the beginning of a new era in the competition for the raw materials that power the global economy. If widely exploited, this find estimated to be the richest in the world will give the U.S. an unparalleled economic and geopolitical edge against China and Russia for the foreseeable future. And the and the future is tax break for lithium. Okay, not not you buying things powered by lithium, as we discovered in the award-winning first hour that uh, you can download at some point uh, by uh, type. Should we go with Suits to 800-465-8770 or yeah. app? Let's go with Suits. Should all have the app anyway. So anyway, uh, <clears throat> the load, and that's LOD at Halle Craig, has the potential to make the U.S. the world's largest processor of the minerals used to make computer chips, smartphones, and aircraft engines. But you still need the helium, uh, which is in Ukraine. So uh, just loan them some B-52s or something. Did you ever play Load Runner, the game? One of the first PC games. No, it might have been before your time. Is it amazing? Uh, there's an emulator now that you can. It's, it's so funny because, like, I catch my kid <clears throat> playing games I played when I was 18 on emulators, on Xbox emulators. 
And I'm like, ah, how do you know about Load Runner? And it's so stripped down. You know, it's a two-dimensional game. And I think that's what it is, is the simplicity of it. And, you know, get a kid on Tetris. I mean, to this day, yeah, that's, a, that's a time suck, but it's a good game. Speaking of uh, load, uh, so uh, anyway, so here's some fun facts. Does this sound like uh, an, an administration that is excited to uh, approve uh, new strip mining? Rare, earth, r- rare earths are only part of the story of the North American continent's natural abundance. Despite Biden administration rhetoric against drilling, the U.S. remains the world's largest oil producer with 44.4 billion barrels of crude oil reserves, and it, it, it exports more petroleum than it imports. And before President Biden moved to limit shipments of liquefied natural gas, the U.S. in 2023 was the world's largest exporter of LNG, liquefied natural gas. And that, and by the way, Putin should be salesman of the year for the liquefied natural gas uh, industry because between us blowing up Nord Stream 2 and people in Europe finally realizing our kids' warmth and us cooking food is based on this manipulative ex-KGB agent, where can we get a consistent supply of natural gas. Well, what luck. America, we can take natural gas from Wyoming and also Montana, whatever, pipe it to Louisiana, liquefy it and put it in an LNG tanker and ship it to Portugal cheaper than Putin was selling natural gas to Germany. A 400-mile pipeline, right? We were lowballing him, just like we lowball everyone else for coal. We don't burn it because that's bad, but we have no problem um, shipping it to Vancouver, B.C. and and putting coal on tankers and sending that to China. And and that, that still lowballs coal that the Chinese mine in their own country or from uh, Russia. But we, but we hate cheap energy. So, uh, so there's that. And, and and by the way, before and and the the lecturing me about clean clean green Canada, they're they're piping what was going to be the uh, what you call it, uh, you know, the anti Antifa pipeline through South Dakota. Now that's coming west, and guess where it's going to end? It's going to go to Vancouver and Cedro Woolley. It's going to come into the state of Washington, and we will take your money. Thank you very much. How many things have I covered so far? This is like tangent break. Not, not enough. Do going. you want to be bored? Uh, let me. Here's the palate cleanser. Are you ready? I'm. You're on, <laughs> I, I think maybe I can streamline a little bit. State will stipulate that District Attorney Willis and uh, Mr. Wade met in October 2019 at the judicial conference that we've been talking about. So stipulated. Uh, there you go. Uh, that's uh, the excitement coming right out of, out of uh, straight out of Fulton County, uh, Georgia. Well, uh, here's the excitement that's going to be coming out of the state attorney general's office, and I, just to show that I'm a, I'm, I'm fair um, on this, I, I I will say this: if you're going to crack down on retail crime, good for you. And apparently, the godfather of the retail crime is a woman that n- that nailed Ulta makeup for a total of, total of two hundred thousand. They think. Uh, that's I, I mean, there's not enough time to go through all the video of all. And I mean, Linwood, Tacoma, Olympia. If it was a Alta store, uh, this woman hit it. She and there was no physical resistance. 
Um, she would go in and just tear the store up and take stuff in its uh, original packaging. Otherwise, it's just not valuable. If Washington's organized retail crime unit is successful, Shalonda Daniels' alleged shopping sprees will be a thing of the past. All as video of her supposed crime. You will face justice, Shalonda. Times go viral. I've seen this kind of stuff elsewhere, and it's just appalling. This is man on the street looking at video. It's like, okay. Um, and uh, anyway, back back to the story. To be honest, Daniel is only the second person to ever face prosecution by the retail crime unit. A 10-person task force that started just this past July with members arresting and prosecuting the state's worst crooks. All of it as retail theft skyrockets. Now, not to be a proof of performance stickler on this, but 10 people, you started in July and you have two cases under your under your belt. Hey, Attorney General uh, Ferguson, please tell me you can manage a team better than that. I mean, I I know I, I know in this day and age, maybe it's tough to put a face, uh, put a name to the face that you're seeing in the video. But really, and how'd that first case go or is it still going? It hurts us because when they steal stuff, our prices go up. So you pass it on to us, say you. So, I mean, it's hitting everybody. As seen in this security video, authorities say Daniel had little qualms about snatching things in broad. And this is not an interior decorator. I mean, she is manhandling the shelves and everything because some some makeup, because women will pay it is really expensive and it comes in the sexy original packaging and that's half of what you're paying for. And it's like $90 Ulta skin rejuvenation creams or whatever. And she puts it right up, uh, you know, back on Craigslist and the whole thing. Um, so, and, and it's kind of like the Kia boys. It's a handful of people doing the majority of the damage. And, and this includes guys stealing Kias and backing them into uh, vape shops and pot shops and the whole thing. It's it's um, the car, th car thievery in Western Washington and th throughout the country. Uh, the vast majority of it is by a handful of people, and that includes retail uh, theft. And and by the way, empowering by prosecuting down at the county level, and we don't have to worry about uh, the, the state attorney general having his crack team of the ten laziest prosecutors to uh, to bring these cases. If you empower local police and you have a prosecutor that will, you have state laws that will actually prosecute these things as crimes, because this is not a 10-year-old stealing a juicy fruit. Daylight, the result, more than $200,000 worth of goods stolen and snatched across western Washington, including at this store in Linwood. As like a working person that comes and spends, you know, my hard-earned money and then just seeing people get away with it. And she's looking at it but won't get up to 20 years, but um, not not for retail theft. But, I mean, that's an industrial scale, 200000 I wonder what she made. She's probably selling it for cheap. And, where did, and your wife had an interaction with, with a, a big screen thievery, wasn't it? Was it Target? Big screen thievery? Well, oh, yeah. I thought it was a parking lot where she saw. Oh, we've seen this multiple times now. Yeah, I, I see it at the Capitol Mall. I mean, still, I mean, which is ironic. I mean, from the Capitol Mall, you can see the dome of the Capitol uh, across the stupid lake, fake lake. And um, and then seeing that Target, from a corporation, corporate standpoint, they do not empower security guards to physically interact with the person because the person's going to fall and claim that their pelvic tilt was, you know, whatever they broke up, 
uh, lumbar vertebra or whatever. They're so they're so lawsuit averse that they won't uh, guard the stuff from going out the front door. Um, anyway, uh, when we come back, uh, Putin says Russia prefers Biden over Trump in the U.S. election. Of that story uh, and and stuff, and we'll we'll check in on the excitement of uh, witnesses on Zoom. Go with her. No doubt. Yeah, just wait till you hear how that turns out. Back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. my Katie Couric moment. Who's Bella Hadid, producer Greg, AM770, KTTH, uh, Brian Sitzer. I, I didn't draw the entertainment world straw this week. Can you explain what internet is? Can you explain what Bella Hadid is? Is that... I mean, Sounds like a person. Okay, we, we know who Dua Lipa is, because our kids like Dua Lipa. She's the former model, now singer, uh, and a Albanian Muslim, by the way. And Bella Hadid is who? A fashion model, maybe. All right. Um, That's I, like the Google <clears throat> machine says. I know I can't who take Mia Khalifa is. She's that Lebanese adult film star, the first Muslim, well-known, OnlyFans, whatever. Oh, you know that one, huh? And she's the. Well, I, I'm, I googled it under someone else's ID. I see. And and um, she. The, these people all have one thing in common: they're supporting Hamas. Ah. And, you know, there's one thing that happens in wartime in every culture, and that is the patriotic people rally and they, uh, entertainment people rally and they uh, they make patriotic uh, songs for their side. Like, I, I think some of the best known songs out of World War II uh, from the United States. Um, uh, well, Der Fuhrer's face actually was Spike, Spike Jones in Britain. Goodbye, Mama, I'm off to Yokohama and all. Well... Uh, I know you're saying, well, where where's the world of Hebrew rap? Are they uh, uh, whose side are they on? Well, they're on the side of Israel, uh, as it turns out, and and uh, and and they're busting a rhyme in Hebrew. You know, I didn't know until the beginning of the song. I didn't play the beginning, but beginning is that uh, they they swear, they drop f bombs in Hebrew. Oh, there you go. And you know what the Hebrew word for F-bomb is? It's uh, the F-bomb. I, I mean, it's a universal language or something. But anyway, a, a thrilling uh, Hebrew tribute to Israel's uh, righteousness in this uh, conflict is the song Harbu Darbu by Stilla and Nez. But that's not why it's uh, making news. It's actually rhyming all these different brigade names that the Israeli uh, army has. They're calling for the death of Dua Lipa, Mia Khalifa, and Bella Hadid, whoever she is. 
um, because of their support, uh, their public support of Hamas and their celebrity status. Yeah, the song doesn't hold a candle to George Formby's Imagine Me on the Maginot Line. Imagine me in the Maginot Line, sitting on the mine in the Maginot Line. Now it's turned out nice again, the army life is fine. Anyway, it's um, it, it's a hit, but it's uh, it's it's getting because Israel can't have nice things. Israeli rappers called for Dua Lipa, Bella Hadid, and Mia Khalifa to be killed in controversial chart-topping war anthem, which tells the celebrities they deserve what's coming in Hebrew. Uh, so anyway, it's a boy-girl uh, duo in, in Israel. Um, and also it says ex-porn star, singer Dua Lipa, model Bella Hadid. Is she like polo or what? Do I, would I, would I even know her? Is she crossed over in the movies? And so. also ex-adult film star Mia Khalifa uh, calling for their death. Um, uh, da, da, da. But, and it's been watched 18 million times. So someone supports the killing of Dua Lipa. Not me, by the way, for the record. The uh, song's in Hebrew, but when translated into English, it is clear right from the get-go that it's going to be aggressive. Uh, the title, Harbu Darbu, is Hebrew for mayhem. Uh, so, like like the, the Netflix show uh, about the Israeli undercover unit. Have you, did, I recommended that, but uh, have you seen any of it? Isn't uh, there an American show that was kind of a recreation of that Israeli show that was really popular in the Middle East? No, I think oh, okay. you're just pulling crap right okay, so out of your pants. What's the name of the Israeli show? It means mayhem in Arabic. Uh, I'll, I'll think of it, but it's great because the guy used to be in a, a Israeli military undercover unit that did the stuff they do in the uh, in in the show. But uh, my my recommendation is don't subtitle it. Watch it in Hebrew. Just I mean I mean subtitle it. Don't do voiceover because it's terrible. I was I was thinking of the Showtime show Homeland. Oh, okay. With Claire Danes. Uh, yeah, no, nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. In fact, that precedes this Netflix show, which I forgot the title. But uh, anyway, it's it basically it means har it be, harbu darbu. <laughs> there, there you go. Anyway, this is our new uh, show uh, show song. Is calling for the death of Dua Lipa. Would this even be played in American on American radio? I mean, probably not, because of the general, uh, you know, we denounce violence on you. Which I'm a little, I'm kind of surprised this is on YouTube right now, but it is. And uh, <clears throat> so I promised never to play that again. So I'll put that on the list of things uh, like uh, live broadcasts of. Trump trials. Discuss your testimony with any other potential witnesses, all right? All right. All right, you can log off. Okay, and they're on Zoom, everyone, so that's six. Then not, do you take the excitement of a live listen at a trial, plus you add Zoom to it, and uh, there you go. Uh, well, <clears throat> if there was snow accumulated near you, it's melted by now, so don't worry about it, because apparently we're turning to rain, and then there's going to be sun breaks later on. Uh, I don't know, like, do they drop a hat and declare emergency in Portland? They declared an emergency last night because the snow was way worse down south. 
And they get pretty hellacious wind and snow and ice storms in Portland. But this was like a dusting late late in the afternoon, and they just declared a emergency. I haven't seen anything about canceled schools or anything, but uh, uh, there's that. Can't wait till later. Later today, we're going to learn all about the space nukes that uh, Congressman Mike Turner said yesterday. He wanted the president to declassify it, and so Jake Sullivan, the National Security director or whatever came out and and you, you can't stand in front of the White House press corps and say, all right, don't ask me about the classified stuff because it's super classified. So don't, don't ask me about it. But um, it, it has to do with Russia and nuclear weapons in space, which are not, they're not supposed to be there. And uh, all is well. Calm. I'm a bit surprised that Congressman Turner came, Stay calm. came out publicly today in advance of a meeting on the books for me to go sit with him alongside our intelligence and defense professionals. I am confident that President Biden, in the decisions that he is taking, is going to ensure the security of the American people going forward. And I will stand here at this podium and assert that, look you in the eye with confidence that we believe that we can and will and are protecting the national security of the United States and the American people. What what I hear out of there, out of that, is do not make this a campaign issue in 2024. But it is. It is as of today. And so that that's part of the three-level chess that's being uh, read into why Congressman Mike Turner, who, because they're, they're going out of their way to say, well, um, it was already on the books. You know, Turner knew that today was going to be that briefing by Jake Sullivan. Today was going to be the classified uh, briefing uh, and, and all that. So, so therefore, this should not be um, uh, a thing. But, I mean, you know, having the Speaker of the House, uh, by the way, saying stay calm um, on, on, on that. Uh, I'm going to find that. But he's, he's calling for Americans uh, not to panic. Just stay calm on that whole deal. Is that it right here? Uh, Successful. Bang, 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 bang. You hear that, then what happened? That wasn't it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, where where is he? Uh, yeah, here's Mike Johnson. Uh, I mean, uh, wait, Jan Johnson, the Speaker of the House, saying nothing to see here. Move along. Oh, that's uh, and and. Uh, well, uh, Greg, I promise you, I have it somewhere. I want to assure the American people there is no need for public alarm. There, that'll do it. All right, so there you go. That's the Speaker of the House, Republican uh, Mike Johnson, who's had a bad week, or has he? But uh, just don't panic. Uh, and and that's how you know it'll be leaked out that uh, Putin has called for a, a new class of uh, low-yield nuclear weapons that will nevertheless... Um, shoot out gamma rays and ionize Elon Musk's uh, hair or something. And <clears throat> by the way, if you don't know this, the Russians have a class of unmanned gigantic torpedoes that cross over into submarine land. I mean, they're the size of a small submarine. They're unmanned and they're nuclear weapons. And he, and he flat out stated uh, publicly on TV three years ago, you know, we could send one of these things to Long Beach or to Portland or San Francisco. And in the little video that they have announcing to their people, don't worry, we have robot unmanned nuclear torpedoes. No one will touch us. The torpedo comes to the West Coast. It, it goes out of like Murmansk, right? And comes down the Atlantic around South America 
up to the west coast of the U.S., and then there's a big red dot in San Francisco. Uh, and so did you all know that there's those? So if you're going to panic about something, panic about that. So um, the countermeasure is they're short range and they can't sneak up on us. So that, that should calm you right down. So, or um, I want to assure the American people there is no need for public alarm. So, yeah, the nuclear zombie submarine torpedo. Don't worry about it. Um, not a problem. We have that. Now, the uh, nuclear anti-Elon uh, bombs that leak will be later on today. Back in a second, the Fonnie Willis's, the Atlanta prosecutor, her boyfriend is on the stand now. From the date of your marriage, correct? Yes, ma'am. Right. And, and it's that exciting. So I can't wait to get back to that. Back in a second, AM 770 KTTA.